Pushkin. You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handled them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. I still haven't stopped trembling. I can hold my fingers up right now and they are slightly shaking. I am stalling. I don't want to type about June 22nd, but I know I need to. A week or two after the first season of Lost Hills wrapped up, I met a woman named Stacy Seaborn. This is her, reading from her journal. My dreams are starting to interfere with my memory. My days are mixing up, colliding with one another. I'm in a state of haze. It's hard to see what I'm looking at. It is literally hard to hear clearly. Stacy wanted to give me a firsthand account of the fear and chaos that erupted in the campground at Malibu Creek State Park on the morning that Tristan Baudet was killed, sleeping beside his two little girls. Friday, 4.33 a.m., awoke to four to five gunshots all in a row. Panic. My brain, oh my God, fuck, 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 fuck. Stacy was right there, just across the road from Baudette's campsite, in a tent with her eight-year-old daughter Amelia and Amelia's best friend, Sophia. I grabbed my cell phone and turned it on, 
The light turned on. Shit. I pressed it into the blanket. The sound of it turning on startled me. Fuck. I covered it hard with my hands. I knew I needed to be quiet. I'm waiting to hear the crackling of twigs, footsteps up to our tent. We are going to be shot next. Oh my God, help us. I can hear the baby crying. Daddy, 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 over and over and the most mournful, slow cry. My heart sinks. I want to help the baby. Amelia, my daughter, speaks up for the first time. And in a whisper, she says, Mommy, what was that? I answered back in a whisper, It was firecrackers, baby. Go back to sleep. Oh my God. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm on full alert and listening. Did the father kill his family and then himself? Is that baby hurt? Is someone consoling that baby? Is that baby alone? Is he out there waiting to shoot someone else? Is there a random shooter out there? Sophia is still sleeping. Oh my god, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm listening and waiting for footsteps. We need to be quiet. I fight the urge to run. I'm Dana Goodyear, and this is a Lost Hills bonus episode. The Eyewitness. Stacy, hi. Do you want me to get a mask? It's early on a Saturday morning, and I'm at Stacy's house in a quiet suburban neighborhood in Orange County. We sit down in her TV room, and the first thing Stacy does is grab her laptop. She starts flipping through pictures of the camping trip, starting with the drive out to Malibu Creek State Park. The girls were goofing around in the car. They have smiles plastered on their faces. This is the very beginning. We loaded up the car, and those are my... That's my daughter, Amelia, and her best friend, Sophia who um, they've been best friends since first grade, so that's five-plus years now. They're just like sisters. So we're very excited. This was our first time out camping alone. Uh, My daughter and I decided um, we were going to give it a try. We loved camping, uh, nature and hiking and just being out there. So we thought, well, Malibu's pretty close. Um, I did my research. I looked online. I looked through the state parks. It looked very um, safe. And I was um, very excited because they offered a lot of things to campers. They have the MASH site there that I was very um, intrigued about. They had a rock pool, which I had no idea what that was. And, you know, if the girls could get wet and have fun and it was hot, that was, you know, a great alternative. Plus, the beach was right there. So we had a lot planned, you know, and had a lot of fun expectations going into this, this park. They were assigned to Site 50. I pulled in, and my first thing is to always just observe what's at what are my surroundings. Um, and you do that naturally when you camp, because you want to know where to set up your tent, where is the table going to go. Um, but being alone with, 
little girls, I also was um, keeping an eye on my um, neighbors and, and who was around me. So we got out of the car, we stretched, we looked around um, at our spot, and I said, okay, girls, where are we going to put the tent? And there's an obvious flat place next to where our parking was, um, and there's a picnic table. But the girls wanted to go up the hill a little bit, up the embankment, um, between some trees. And there was this tiny little area. It had lots of twigs and rocks. And I said, um, I said, okay, you know, I was a little reluctant, but that's what they wanted to do. And, you know, I felt like, okay, this is their trip. Let's do whatever they want. So we went up there, we swept out our area, we propped up the tent, loaded it up, and um, then began our, our fun adventure. The Baudettes pulled in and, and then I ended up walking over and talking to them a little bit because um, I saw they had their kids and they had a bunch of equipment that they kept taking out of the cars, you know, for the kids' bicycles and stuff. They were very kind and so I felt even more comfortable being there with my little girls and that was another reason why I wanted to talk to them too. Um, since the, the, they were my viewpoint, you know, the other campers to the sides of me um, were behind trees and stuff. Okay, this is behind our tent. The sun was going down and it was the golden magic hour. I'm like, girls, get up there. I want to get your picture. So this is the little incline that I was telling you about. And this was dinner. They made us dinner. They cut vegetables and brought out soup and heated it up. The girls did? The girls did. did. Mm -hmm. This was their trip, so I let them do it. That was actually my first fire that I made all by myself. I was very proud of it. <laughs> okay, this is this bedtime. Is yeah. This was okay, girls, lights out, go to sleep. The next thing Stacy knew, she was being startled awake by gunfire. I knew they were gunshots, and I didn't know where the gunman was. And there was someone out there shooting. So um, we just held tight, we laid low, we were real quiet, and I was listening. I was listening for any movement. That was the, the scariest thing. Thinking that, you know, we were sitting ducks and no defense. And I had my little girls with me. We just listened, I had my phone on, and in the meantime, I'm listening to what's happening around us. And um, this man yelled for help a few times. The man was Scott McCurdy, Tristan's brother-in-law. But in the confusion, Stacy was afraid it was a ruse. Maybe the shooter was luring victims from their tents. I heard a baby crying. And she was crying in the most mournful sound, calling for daddy. Over and over again, Daddy, Daddy. And I still hear the baby crying in my head. It's. It was the worst sound. And not being able to help. The family next to me, they hollered back to the man yelling and and said, we have extra chairs up here. Bring the baby up here. He said his kids are sleeping in the tent. 
and someone shot his friend. And I believe he said, I didn't hear what the family was asking, but he said, my friend's no longer here. Trembling in her tent, listening for footsteps, braced for more gunfire, Stacy knew she had to do something. And as soon as I heard a man yelling for help, I dialed 911, because then I knew something was definitely wrong. And I whispered in my phone as quiet as I could, but I was articulating so that they could hear me. There have been gunshots at the campsite, Malibu Creek State Park, and there's a man yelling for help. Come fast, come now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash loss today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lost. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC, copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now.
Inside the tent, Stacy was trying to stay calm. Amelia's friend, mercifully, was still asleep. But Amelia was wide awake, and she was scared. She asked me, Mommy, are we going to get shot too? And I told her, no, baby, we're fine, we're fine, just go back to sleep. But my heart, I'm terrified thinking that we are going to get shot next. Um, It seemed like it took forever to get the police there. Um, But when they did come in, they filled this entire street up with their police cars. And I watched them through my tent. It was a very dark night. It was extremely black. When the police pulled in, they had their flashlights out and two of them came up into my camp spot and I was still so terrified, petrified and frozen. I was trying to get their attention. I wanted to leave so bad. And one officer, I, I, I told him this, I'm really confused. This, this place seemed like such a safe place to be. And he said, I would never take my family here. And I remember feeling taken aback and confused. Well, and I told him, how am I supposed to know that? You know, knowing now what I know, if I knew that then that there were shootings in that area, I would not have been there with my little girls. At what point did you realize that the victim and the person asking for help were the dads that you had been talking with earlier? Um, I knew it was them when the when the sun came up. I didn't know who was who, but I knew there were two fathers and kids, and then there was just the one father and the kids. So I knew at that time it was one father that had passed. Can you describe what the campground looked like as the sun came up and you had some vision back? It was misty. It was not a clear morning. I don't remember it being cold, but I know it was shaking all over. <laughs> I think I shook for days. Um, I think, may, you know, holding in all that fear of not knowing what was going to happen and trying to protect my girls by not moving, you know, by holding still when all I wanted to do was run. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. I remember watching the paramedics pull up. It was starting to get light out and the officer hollered at him, we don't need you. Stacy says she was desperate to get the kids to safety. She'd never seen the shooter. No one had. Was he hidden somewhere in the campground? Would he shoot again? After I gave my statement to the officer, Um, and I started to leave. I got up to the front um, of the entrance, and I'm like, yes, I made it. We're we're leaving. And um, there's an officer who's taking caution tape and stretching it across my, (laughs) my exit right in front of me. And, okay, so I told myself, calm down. Uh, a lady officer came up to the window and I said, I'm, I gave my statement. I've been cleared to go. And 
she radioed back. Stacy Seaborn um, gave a statement. Is she free to go? And it took a while to get an answer. And when the answer came back, it was no one is allowed to leave. My heart sank and I'm ready to just bust through that little strip of caution tape. But I realized I had reception. I put the car in park and I called my husband, who of course didn't answer because he's sleeping. At, what time was I leaving? It's five or six in the morning. Um, I called my son. No answer. <laughs> called the house phone. No answer. And as I was... Um, sitting at the exit, trying to leave, desperately trying to leave. I saw a woman desperately trying to come in. I'm sorry. I think that might have been Scott's wife, Pam. Yeah. If I remember correctly, she left and then came back. I was still sitting there trying to get out. She was still trying to get in. Stacy and the girls eventually made it out of Malibu Creek State Park, and she started the drive home to Orange County. It was a long drive home. When I finally got home, actually sitting at the red light turning near our street, I texted my older daughter and I said, come get the girls um, and take them in the house because I knew I was just going to... It was all coming out. So as soon as she, the girls got into the car, my husband came out and I just crumbled. In the days that followed, there were no clear answers, just rumors and a creeping feeling that Stacy had, a feeling that still haunts her. Tristan was in Site 51. Stacy and the girls were in Site 50. The shooter could just as easily have fired on their tent. I felt like it could have been us. I do believe there were certain things that had happened to, to keep us out of that spot. Um, for instance, when the girls wanted to tuck the tent up in the trees and not in the open area, it was just a little whisper, little angels whispering in my ear to let them do what they wanted to do. It's going to be okay. It's not the ideal spot, but, you know, this is their trip. Let them do it. And I look back at it thinking that it was, you know, a, a, a savings grace for us. I, you know, was a single parent in a tent with two young kids, and, and so was Tristan, a single parent with two young kids. And I just... It's terrible. Stacy tells me she was able to find out the information for Tristan's memorial service, and she worked up the courage to go. I, I was very reluctant to go up to them at the service because I wasn't technically invited and I didn't want to intrude on the family's mourning. But there was an opportunity where um, I think Scott recognized me, so I felt like it was okay to come up to him. And um, I was able to apologize to him for not helping him when he needed it. And he's so gracious and he did, 
acknowledge that I didn't have anything to be sorry for. Um, but I was able to give him a hug and tell him that I'm praying for his family. And I was just so sorry for the situation. The trip to Malibu Creek State Park, Stacy says, was supposed to be the beginning of something, a lifetime of mother-daughter adventures. Instead, it marked an ending. Yeah, I did keep thinking, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry to, you know, was I being so stupid, thinking it was okay to do this? Unfortunately, it took away my... Um, This incident took away my right to be able to enjoy nature in a peaceful way, a soul-filling way. And I loved it so much prior to that because it, it did fill my soul. You know, hearing the wind in the trees and watching the birds and, you know, it's just joyful. So I'm, I'm relearning I'm, you know, relearning that. Stacey, thank you so much. Leaving Stacy's house, I'm thinking about what Pastor Phil told me, that violence reverberates in all kinds of unexpected ways. Through generations, it tears people apart. But a shared trauma can also glue people together in unexpected ways. Stacy, alone in her tent with two little girls, one campsite away from Tristan, alone in a tent with his. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 